I love when new sports emerge. We just saw some in the Olympics. I'm talking to you, sport climbing. One of the new sports just beginning to emerge is world chase tag. That's the topic on this episode of Perkett Pod. But first, a great partner of the Perkett Pod podcast. It is Mike Bryant in the studio with me right now from Bradshaw and Bryant. How are things going? You've been a busy man lately. It's been, lots been going on. Uh, and and a lot of TV appearances as well. I mean, you've been really kind of getting the word out um, in a lot of ways, but also really just lending your expertise to so many people because you're you're a pretty bright guy. Well, people have a lot of questions, and it's it's like when a client calls, you want to make sure you get them the right information so that they can make the right decision on what they want to do. And that's justice for the injured is basically the tagline, right? You believe wholeheartedly in that. Absolutely. You want to make sure they understand their rights. You want to make sure that they understand what coverages they have, and you want to make sure they get protected as best they can. And what I like about you and and the way you present yourself uh, publicly is you really genuinely, I get the sense that you love your job. Yeah, usually, (laughs) you know, like anything else, like anything, right? (laughs) No, but I mean, there's a deep passion within you to to, to help people. Well, you want to be able to give them the answers that they need. People are looking for help. They're looking for expertise. They're looking for the right answers as best you can. You want to try to give them that if you can. And so what if if somebody is injured or somebody does need help, what do they do? They call our office. They check the website was minnesotapersonalinjury.com or they call 800-770-7008. Mike Bryant, thanks so much for being a partner of Perkett Pod. Perkett Pod, sometimes he's at play. Perkett Pod, find out what he'll say. Perkett Pod, who's coming on today? Perk and Okay, let's get into this crazy new sport called World Chase Tag. But before we do, random ranks. Thinking about tag as an actual sport, maybe you want to rank the top 11 games that would be awesome if they were actually televised sports. Number 11, hopscotch. I think they'd have to dress it up a little bit. Number 10, Red Rover. Not entirely sure how you even play Red Rover anymore, actually. Uh, number nine, Jacks. Can you just? I can imagine the slow mos of of Jacks. Uh, number eight, Dominoes. This would this would need a lot of uh, color commentary. Number seven, Capture the Flag. I mean, that could be epic. Number six, Double Dutch Jump Rope. This might actually be a thing already. I don't know. Number five, marbles. I'm about to lose mine. Uh, Number four, this would be an epic sport televised, Marco Polo. (laughs) Number three, Simon Says. Classic. Number two, Duck Duck, Gray Duck. Thank you. And the number one sport or game that would actually be awesome if it were actually a televised sport tetherball. Thank you very much. Kyle Soderman and I kind of did the opposite. He's from Minnesota, but then moved to Southern California. I lived in SoCal, but moved to Minnesota. So we have that in common, or except in opposite. Another opposite, he's an amazing athlete and is using that skill, not just in the burgeoning sport of world chase tag, but also in the entertainment biz in Hollywood. Here now, our conversation with Kyle Soderman. 
Soder, Kyle Soderman here, if you want to talk Minnesota, but he's not in Minnesota right now. He's from Minnesota, but he's living out in LA. Kyle, where, where in Minnesota are you exactly from? Pinpoint it for me. Minnesota. I'm from Lionel Lake. So a Northern suburb of the twin cities. Of course we all know Lionel Lakes. Uh, talk to me about what you're doing out there in California now that like, uh, what, what brought you West? Well, I mean, I had a very interesting journey starting off in Minnesota, of course, born and raised, basically same exact house right in Lionel Lakes and uh, grew up doing all sorts of action sports, which just kind of naturally led me to pursuing a career as a stuntman. And there's really only a couple places in the United States that you can uh, be a stuntman. So Finally, one year just decided to, hey, let's uh, go pursue this dream and went out to Los Angeles. And for about the last three and a half years now, I've been going at it to become a stuntman. That's phenomenal, actually. Um, like when you were saying you grew up doing action sports, like what were you into, Kyle, as, as a kid in Minnesota? Like what what were the things that kind of made you realize that, oh, I'm not your typical, you know, football baseball guy I'm, I'm a little bit more extreme or active or, or unique here well I mean like I grew up with two older brothers so I really was the typical baseball kid we all three of us grew up playing baseball really up until we got into action sports and basically my oldest brother Troy he'd get into snowboarding so Dustin would get into snowboarding so I'd get into snowboarding and then it just kind of snowballed from there where we did snowboarding competitive um, paintball, race motocross, skateboarding, longboarding, just basically any action sport you can think of, we all three would get into and would fall in love with. And really right around high school is when that kind of blossomed where I was like, okay, baseball is a little bit boring for me. And we were all great baseball players, but we just kind of had other interests. And from there, just went on and was a competitive athlete in any sort of action sports. And through that kind of always was into like parkour stuff, jumping, flipping off stuff. And that just naturally led me to get into Ninja Warrior actually. Yeah. And, and, and now it's, it's kind of, you know, veered into world chase tag, right? Yep. And we'll, so, we'll get into that in a sec, but I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of stuck on the stuntman thing. So when did you, when did you, like, when did you realize that, you know, was it, was there always kind of this admiration towards cinema and movies and, and watching what, what some of these things were uh, ha happening on the big screen and like, oh my gosh, like that's insane. But somebody's actually doing that. Wow. I wonder if I could do it. Like, when did that all like flip around for you? It's actually like, it's so crazy how things go full circle because like, I've always absolutely loved like action movies and like, my biggest draw to it really came from like the fast and furious movies like them driving cars really fast i always loved that series and it's uh kind of gone hill in my opinion in recent years but uh when i was in like kindergarten first grade the really young ages whenever they'd ask you like hey what do you want to be when you're older and I was like, I don't know, a stuntman, never actually thinking I'd go and do that. But I always thought of like, oh, what do I really love to do? I love like jumping off stuff, doing cool things, flips. And yeah, I'd always write like, hey, I want to be a stuntman. And then really never thought about it again up until like the recent years 
when I was like getting a little bit older, I was like, okay, what do I really want to do? Like, well, I want to be a stuntman. <laughs> wow. That's insane. Yeah. You just kind of envisioned it as a kid and put it, you know, planted the seed and, and <laughs> took a while to, it took a while to like take root, but my goodness, that's crazy. I know it, it's like, it's actually like really wild to think about. And like, I didn't even realize that I did that until like, I was kind of out in LA and I was like, whoa like i remember doing that <laughs> like i would write down i want to be a stuntman wow and then, yeah. and then and obviously that takes just a horde of training what what uh how did how did you break in i, I guess because obviously you're 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 out there you're getting work you're 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 putting in the hours what how did how did that all come about like the kind of like stepping over that threshold uh really slowly so mm -hmm. like now at this point i am what I would consider a working stuntman to where I work enough to actually make a livable wage where a lot of people just getting into the industry, it's almost impossible to be a working stuntman right off the bat, just because there's getting into the union and that whole process, which is almost a nightmare. But I actually booked my very first stunt job before I even was in LA. I booked it on my way to Los Angeles and uh, it's actually kind of funny. I'm working with the same director today after our call here. Uh, basically, they have like online directories where you can go on, make a profile and find non-union jobs that are looking to hire, okay, a person that can do this, that can do this. And I just kind of made my athletic profile on like what I'm able to do and submitted to this music video. And basically the day after I got to Los Angeles, I went and worked this smaller music video and did a few stunts, hit the ground a couple of times. And then at that music video, I actually met a guy who worked at Universal Studios. And then from there, I got in to working a more consistent job at Universal Studios with other stunt people. And then from there, just network keeps growing and growing and growing. And the biggest thing in this entire industry is just networking and meeting other stunt people for them to refer you to jobs, bring you on for different, different things. So I got really lucky, I think. But at the same time, like, as long as you're a good person, you're cool to be around, you train hard to be a good stunt person, then you're probably going to get work. I was going to say like you, you can, you can get references, but the only way you're going to get references is the only one that somebody's going to endorse you is if they know that you're good and that you're committed and that, and that you're really talented at what you do. I mean, so that you have to like, you have to prove that too out there. It's not just like, right. I mean, it's just, it goes oh. probably much more beyond the online profile um, when, when you're actually in it. Absolutely. And like, like I said, it was just training with people and trying, trying really hard to be really good. <laughs> and yeah. I'm lucky enough to have be very, very high level in a skill that's very sought after in the stunt industry, which is parkour and like acrobatic things. So uh, really a lot of people come into the industry from two realms. They're either a big time martial artist or they're a big time like action sports, just movement, parkour kind of person. And the martial artists are great because they're really good at fight scenes. And I didn't have that background. So that's actually one of the things that I try to get really good at is uh, fighting martial arts, make it look like I'm actually trying to beat someone up. Yeah, and it actually helps probably that you 
uh, are are young and you have this sort of good look about you and I, right i mean that's part of it because you, if you're going to be filling in for somebody or being a stunt double even like then it's all of a sudden you sort of have to look like everybody and you kind of look like just a, a regular dude like with i mean uh, you know and it's just kind of like that you can morph i would imagine into into different characters if you need to am i right absolutely and uh i'm at like i'm very fortunate to have a pretty perfect like what we call one x body so on a call sheet saying like okay here's the actors and here's the stunt people and here's everyone who's working they have numbers by everyone's name so let's say ryan reynolds is a lead in the film he's number one on that call sheet so me being his stunt double would be one x so stunts is always x so i have a very good one x body shape i'm six foot tall 180 pounds basically look like a ton of lead actors. So uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate to where I get to work on more of the stunt doubling side where there's a lot of people who are basically required to work on what we call ND stunts, which is basically the guy in the background who gets hit and gets knocked to the ground. They're not necessarily stunt doubling anyone, but they are doing stunts in the background. Is there anything that we could like see or pull up on Netflix or, 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 or anything and, and, and kind of pick you out and go, Oh my God, that's, that's Kyle, like right over there. Like whatever is <laughs> our, you know, what's your, like, I guess most high profile work that you've been able to put in, even if it's just a commercial or, or a music video, as you say. Yeah. So I'll name off a couple, but it's really my job for you not to be able to pick me out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, I hear you. Okay. So it's almost like, it's almost like pulling a, a, the, the mask off of a mascot. We don't want to give too, away too many yeah. trade secrets or whatever, yeah. but like, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you're most proud of, I guess, that you can talk about? So uh, one of my very first uh, big like SAG after, which is our union, jobs would be Malibu Rescue, the next wave on Netflix. So yeah, totally. My, my daughter loves that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a show and then a movie. And I'm in the movie part of it where they're doing this whole um, basically obstacle course, like Ninja Warrior obstacle course on the beach. And I'm stunt doubling one of the actors, like doing some flips and stuff. So uh if anyone wants to go check it out it's just uh, malibu rescue the next wave on netflix and there's a whole beach scene where they're doing obstacles and you may see someone doing some flips and that'll be me all right we're gonna put perk at pod on perk at pause we'll be back with more from kyle soderman after this but first, I've got Sean Bernard here in the studio with me from Edina Realty, such a great partner of Perkett Pod. Couldn't do it without you, Sean. How is the real estate business? I would imagine with winter over, it's jamming again. It is. And, you know, it, it kind of jammed even at the end of winter. People are were really wanting to buy and sell. It, lately, it's been a lot of my friends whose parents are kind of moving on to that next chapter of their life, and I'm helping them sell mom and dad's home. So, you know, a lot of guys our age, I think we're not too far off. Our parents are tending to downsize and kind of moving into that condo, that townhouse, that sort of thing. So if you know somebody who's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And I also want to mention, you're actually helping out the the, the local music community as well with with your work. Yeah, I'm a huge sports fan, as you know, but I also uh, love seeing live music. And a lot of these artists and bands... It's been a really challenging year this year. So a portion of every sale on the buy side or the sell side uh, is going to a local artist or band of the choosing of the, the buyer or the seller. Sean Bernard of Diane Realty, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
And if you're listening to this podcast and you love music, I got a great podcast for you to listen to. It's The Brian Oak Show. Give that a listen anywhere you find your podcasts. Perk and From the stunt work in Hollywood or, or, or all the studios, you you would also, you know, like got into this ninja thing. And um, I think I we had Leif Sundberg on, who's a Minnesotan who's been competed on American Ninja Warrior now several times. And and he was just such a fascinating guest. And, you know, I know I know that that ninja is the thing, but it's sort of like spawned now into this world chase tag, too. Can you talk about that journey? Yeah, so I've been training for Ninja Warrior basically with Leaf since we both started for about six and a half, almost seven years now. And that kind of helped me meet people in the stunt industry, realizing like, oh, hey, this is a thing I can go do, which led me obviously to come out to Los Angeles here. And being in Los Angeles, there's actually a pretty good parkour community. And I started going out to meetups and meeting other parkour people, meeting other stunt people who do parkour, jumping around. And it was actually really lucky that I even got on a team this past year. So uh, the last time I competed was in October of 2020. And three weeks before that, I just hit up one of my stunt friends and I was like, hey, you want to go jump around today, do some parkour? And it was the first time we ever went out and like did parkour with just us and we went jumped around had some fun and then he was like hey like you ever seen like world chase tag i'm about to go compete on it i was like yeah like i've seen it blow up on youtube like a couple of years ago i always thought it was really cool but never really thought much more about getting into it and i just kind of said like hey if you guys have a spot open up let me know i'd be cool i'd be totally down to try it out and sure enough a couple of days later, he's like, hey, uh, one of our guys just backed out. Can you do it? Like, yeah, definitely. And from there, I trained my face off. And that's just kind of what I do when I go into really any sport is I don't want to do it just to do it and have fun. I want to do it to like be one of the best and try to win. And sure enough, we go in, do the competition. And I ended up getting the MVP award for the entire competition. That's outstanding. My gosh. And that's, and what a great attitude by you too, to kind of, you know, have that commitment and that, that sort of enthusiasm where you're kind of all in on something. I just, I, I, I admire that for sure. For those that haven't seen it on YouTube, Kyle, and for those that aren't familiar with what in the world we're talking about, World Chase Tag is, is kind of becoming a thing, like you said. Um, and, but it's been pretty recent on the landscape of, of, of the sports scene. It, it is, it is two people, right? Or and and one is the is the chaser, and one is the evader, or whatever you. I don't know what the words yeah. are. You can you can straighten no, me out, but right. but it's it's like uh, all of a sudden it's like go time, and it, it's almost like a maze or a bunch of obstacles and structures that that these two men or women have to then kind of try to tag each other or just the ones trying to tag the other in a certain amount of time. And if, and if the evader, you know, stays away from that person long enough, then, you know, that time expires and that the evader wins. Am I right? Is that, is that kind of what it, what it is? Yeah. You're actually right on the money there. <laughs> okay. So the, at the most basic level, it's literally just a professional level tag. So as we all play on a, 
on a playground set when we're kids, it's just tag. And what it consists of is two teams, which is a matchup. It's six people per team. And the only way to get a point is to get an evasion. In order to get an evasion, you have to tag the other opponent. So you go for 20 seconds. And what makes it really difficult is that you only get a 30 second break. So let's say I'm going up against our opponent. I'm up like, okay, I got 20 seconds to tag him. I get that tag within 20 seconds. Okay, now it's my turn to evade. And <laughs> so I have 30 seconds to take a real quick breath. And then now they send out another play to try to tag me. If I get that evasion, we get a point on the board and then I get to go again. If I get another evasion, we get another point on the board and then I have to go again. So it's like 20 second bursts of having to go as fast as humanly possible to get away from the person who's probably fresh because they didn't have to just do a chase. Uh, so the goal is to get as many evasions as possible. And if I get tagged, then the opponent comes in as a Vader and our team sends out a chaser. And, and the production of this, for those that haven't seen it, it really is remarkable. I mean, it, it's, it's in a big studio or warehouse or something like that, but the lighting's all dark and, and everything's lit up on the actual course. And, you know, if, if somebody gets tagged, a big red light or green light comes on. I don't even know which one, but it's just like, it, it, it's, it, 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 they have done a really good job as, as to making it like, understandable and kind of like exciting right would you agree with that that the production of it is pretty awesome absolutely i mean it looks incredible how they do it and like just to prove how great so it's two brothers uh, christian and damien who run the entire sport how great they've done is it were in our fifth year so i should say they're in their fifth year of doing this sport and we're getting on espn in a week <laughs> <laughs> so I, it, it's absolutely crazy how far this sport has come and to me it totally makes sense because it's such a understandable game just kind of like football I guess if you're watching they're like okay they have to get to the ball into the end zone and they score points for us it's like okay you got to get away and you score a point at the end of the day that's all you really need to know about the sport is like okay they got away they got a point plus it's plus it's like you know for people with short attention spans you don't have to invest <laughs> Too, too much emotional effort because it like you know it is in short bursts and it's just like oh that was awesome but but it's also like pretty addicting to watch because it's it is so stimulating and it is so exciting and then all of a sudden you're kind of hooked and you start wow well, next thing you know you've been watching it for like a half an hour it's like oh my god yeah. crazy. i know and it's, it's great too because they have everything on youtube if uh, anyone wants to go on and actually watch it just look up world chase tag hollywood free runners that's my team's name and you'll see all of our videos and a matchup really is only about 15 minutes long that's crazy and and, and so when i get chased especially in a dream um like it's it's so stressful i'm panicked stricken i'm just i i'm you know there's this kind of like adrenaline that just takes over and it's just kind of like oh uh, you know like is that kind of when you're the evader and you're trying to not get tagged, like, are you, is it just like, is your heart just going? I mean, I think just about any like high level competitive athlete will agree with this, that you almost go into like a blackout mode where like, okay, you don't even think you just do. 
And then afterwards, you're like, okay, you try to piece together what actually happened because you're almost blacked out when you're so in the zone or in like your flow state, as some people like to call it. So a lot of people do get like freaked out and they just can't really process or think. And that's what kind of separates a normal athlete between like a high level elite athlete to where like, I'm never really like nervous or scared about getting tagged. I'm just like, okay, this is what I need to do. I'm going to do it. And, and the tagger gets the evader a higher percentage of the time. Am I right? Yeah. For the most part, uh, the biggest reason for that is just, uh, like what I said, that a lot of people don't really have the endurance to keep on going multiple rounds because in order to get into that evader spot, you have to first get a tag. Hmm. So a lot of people will get that tag like, okay, great. But now I got to go again in 30 seconds. Uh, and they, they kind of set up what, so the course is called the quad. They set up the quad in a way to where uh, it's a little bit easier to get the tag. So they have less obstacles and I guess obstacles that are easier to move through. So the chaser can get the tagger and make evading just a little bit more difficult. Like, like probably the stunt work that you're doing also, there is an inherent risk of injury uh, with all this, right? I mean, when you're doing parkour, when you're jumping around on structures, and you're miscalculating or not seeing, oh, whoops, I went around that corner too fast and, you know, slammed my head into an overhead bar or what. I mean, like there's stuff that happens to you guys, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And as of now, I'm pretty sure we haven't had any major injuries. And I guess the reason for that is we're all professional parkour athletes. We're used to training at a level up here. And really all the obstacles on the quad are pretty basic level obstacles that we're going over. So in reality, they're easy obstacles. What makes it difficult is doing it at the fastest speed we mm -hmm. possibly can. So of course, we're going to hit the ground. We're going to run into things and maybe break a bone here and there. But at this point, I don't think anyone's broken anything, really just bumps and bruises, which... <laughs> all of us are used to. So it's not that big of a deal. I think in my opinion, it's a way safer sport than most action sports out there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. And you also, as a stunt person have learned how to make judgments in a split second moment of time, you've learned how to fall correctly. You've learned how to, you know, do a really insanely quick risk management kind of assessment with some of these things that you do. Am I right? Like all that kind of comes into play and, and plays into your favor too, probably. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's in, in the whole sport of parkour, that's like the most basic skill to have is learning how to fall. And that's what everyone focuses on a ton is, okay, if uh, my foot slips on this and I'm falling sideways to the ground, how am I going to tap my foot and roll out of that? And just getting used to every type of variation with that and just being able to fall like what you're saying. I've been fortunate enough to really only have two broken bones in my life. And I attribute that to me just having some sort of obsession with knowing how to fall properly because I've, I've taken some really big wrecks and motocross and BMX and all these different sports, but knowing how to just land 
and understand where you are in space, having that aerial awareness just helps a ton. I, I, when I do parkour, well, uh, first of all, I call it parkour, um, <laughs> but that's, that's <laughs> another whole nother story. But like, I'll, I'll like, I'll like get crazy. I'll jump off a curb and then maybe like a car bumper. And as I'm jumping off the car bumper, maybe do like a little 180 or something. Yeah. Right. But like, but you guys are running off walls and doing backflips and just do it like the, the stuff that you guys are doing is, is utterly insane. Like, like, is that just, a, are you just wired? You're wired that way from your extreme sports, but like, is it just that, that sort of body awareness is just remarkable. I think that's just something you, you, you learn over time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it really comes down to whether you have that passion for progression and any action sports athlete, it doesn't make sense that you're going to do these moves over and over and probably hit the ground pretty hard a few times. But if you just got to have whatever wire in your brain connected to where you got you just need to have passion for it and no one's ever going to get really good if they don't care about learning new flip. Like I yeah. care a lot about learning new skills and getting really good at the skills I already know. And at the end of the day, it's really just getting incredibly, incredibly good at the basics. You also have to have hops. You have to have amazing leaping athleticism too, right? I mean, have you always kind of had that? Yeah, I actually think that uh, comes back to my days of BMX because in like the summers, I would probably bike 10 miles a day on a BMX bike just for the fun of it. That's what me and my friends would go do. We'd go to the bike park and go do jumps and then go bike up to McDonald's and go bike to the gas station just all around town. And like I was working out at a high level without even like realizing it just because I was a, such a hyperactive kid. <laughs> which, which paid off. I mean, right. I mean, in, in a, in a big way, because now you're doing what you, what you wrote down when you were in, in kindergarten. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I guess now I, I train incredibly hard to be really good at what I'm doing. And I do sprints every single day, getting, going up to the competition and I just want to be the best I can at the sport. And how, how many, how many chase tag competitions are there in a, in a season, Kyle? Uh, so that's kind of ever evolving at this point. So last year we just had one because pandemic issues, which was a uh, world chase tag USA 2020. Mm -hmm. And that was just a USA only competition. Now we're going into 2021 season, which we're doing another USA national only competition. Yep. And their hopes to do an international competition, which they'd call World WCT5, World Chase Tag 5, which all these uh, countries will come in from different nations. And hopefully it'll be based in London, where their WCT4 was based out of. Is it intimidating? Are some of those athletes? um pretty impressive like you know, like do you size up the competition it's like oh geez yeah right or no i i do and like i understand they're incredible athletes but at the same time i can't imagine there's anyone else in the sport that's training as hard as i am for it so 
as much as it's like, okay, these guys are incredible athletes. I look back at my training, like, okay, I, I know I can hold my own against these guys. Is there any prize money? There is a uh, last competition. It was $6,000 to the winning team. So a thousand each. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. And it's only going to grow from here. Uh, obviously, especially, especially if all of a sudden they're on ESPN in a week, like you said, I mean, this is, this is only going in a positive direction and, and you're on the forefront of it. And you know, that's, that's gotta be such a cool feeling. Um, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. And like, I, I totally see the future of the sport just exploding into live streaming, live events, all of it. And there's already big sponsorship coming in. Uh, one of the other teams, GNF, which is a U.S.-based team, they just landed the first big sponsorship by a huge esports organization, Envy. So, yeah, like there's already big sponsors coming in and. Uh, I guess I'll say it here and now. One of my big dreams is to become a Red Bull sponsored athlete. That's I don't know why, but uh, ever since I was a little kid, I was like, I want to be a Red Bull sponsored athlete. So I'm putting it out in the world right now that uh, we'll hopefully have the first Red Bull sponsored team. Well, uh, yeah, we we know some people there. We might be able to kind of like sync up these worlds. Uh, no, all the best, man. That's exciting, and uh, you know, it's called World Chase Tag. If those want to see some of your stuff what's the name of your team again kyle hollywood free runners hollywood free runners free runners one word or two uh one word yeah all right we'll check it out for sure and that's kyle soderman he's from lino lakes folks he's living out in sherman oaks cali kind of making it as a stunt man and world chase tag star uh mvp all that stuff and uh and wow we're excited how old are you dude uh about to turn 27 in like three days yeah August. all right Prime of your athletic career. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Fascinating meeting you. Absolutely. Great meeting you as well, Eric. That'll do it for this episode of Perkett Pod. We want to thank our partners, Audio Wiz, Justin Bailey, theme song by Taylor Robert. Keep listening weekly for another episode with Minnesota sports influencers and icons on Perkett Pod. Feel free to share this podcast. Give us a simple subscribe click. It doesn't cost you a thing. Heart us, rate us, double tap us, whatever you want. And until next time, remember, shine bright. Don't be afraid to be weird and open your hearts to inclusion. Peace. Perk and Pond, sometimes he's at play. Perk and Pond, find out what he'll say. Perk and Pond, who's coming on today? Perk and Pond.